0: Good morning, folks, Good morning to those at the hub. Pray that you are ready for a meditation this morning. It is also at the same time preparing ourselves for the communion experience. Uh, this morning I am kind of led to uh, this passage about Peter's denial of the Lord. a very familiar passage to most of us. It is taken from Matthew chapter 26. In fact, you have time, you can go back and read the whole chapter. Uh, it is very exciting to link up the time about this passion week the uh, Lord Himself has faced. Because we are now into a time of the land season. A time where we kind of reflect and think of the Lord, how He had gone through the cross and finally gave Himself there. So let me begin by reading to you. Quietly you just look at the text and I pray that the Lord will speak to us as we read the word. And after that we have the prayer. Matthew chapter 26 verses 31 to 35 Then Jesus told them, The very night you will fall away on account of me for it is written. Now this context comes in, if we read earlier on, and Lord was just having his communion with the folks there after the Lord's supper. And then he kind of reminded them about his coming death on the cross. I will strike the shepherd as the scripture read, he'll say, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. Then Peter replied, Even we all fall away on account of you, I will never, I will, I never will. Truly I tell you, Jesus answered, this very night before the rooster crow, you will disown me three times. Then Peter declared, if I have to die with you, listen to Peter, if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. For all the other disciples said the same. They agreed to what Peter said. Yeah, we are dying for you, the Lord. And this is how you know uh, Peter kind of stood up to be the brave man at this moment to say, Lord, even others will go away or fall away. I will keep close to you, and even I prepare to die for you. I pray the Lord will and understanding in our heart this day. Let us pray. Father, we want to open our hearts to you for the teaching of the scripture to us, that we are not only just looking at the example of the disciples, especially, particularly in the life of Peter, but it will be a time for us to examine ourselves before you, as also the disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ how we can live our life and truly our life can glorify your name. So speak to us Lord in the clearness of the spirit to us that we will hear and obey your word. In Jesus precious name we pray. Amen. So here we say very clearly about the beginning part of Peter Declaration together with his friends or disciples about not for seeking the law, but with the same token, I will say in Matthew chapter 26, the same chapter in the verses further down, 69 to 25, where Peter was caught to be alone, and there he openly, uh, or denounced his association with Jesus. Uh, claiming that he had nothing to do with this man called Jesus. We will come to that later on. But here we come to our first part to remind ourselves uh, how we follow through the dialogue that Peter has gone through. But before I go further on, I want to relate with you this conversation I pick up uh, in my preparation about cutting couples. You know, when they are cutting. The world seems so rosy, so beautiful. Everything yes, nothing know. And you know when coping couples are concerned, they like to meet and talk and talk and meet. Uh, to keep up the fellowship as long as they can. To warm up the fellow, uh, relationship altogether. And I came across this right out from a source or perhaps a pastor's preaching saying this is the dialogue how he goes between the boy and the girl and this is how the boy started say darling, looking at the girl and always the old saying say I will climb the highest mountain for you how true huh the second line I will go the deepest sea for you but you know we have appointment this Saturday if raining, I think I will cancel it. Or my earlier version is if raining, I will not come to your house. Well, what a promise! So if you build with a girl. Uh, well, let's see how it goes. Exactly how Peter started off when he met the Lord, and the Lord would say, according to the Scripture, I'll be taken away. The flock, the sheep, will be dispersed or scattered. And Peter looked at himself. and said, "No, Lord, you can count on me. I'll be the last one, you know, to leave you. And not only that, i prepared to die for you. Just like the boy said, and go to the highest mountain, go to the deepest sea. And so was the position of Peter. Sound familiar, folks? I think he does." So here we learn, I know it's a very familiar verse, uh, scripture for us to look at Peter's life. Just like some of us, Dye Dye must watch the series of a Korean show. You don't want to miss it. Alright. You can put away everything. Must continue. But here you can see how Peter declare boldly, openly. But then there's a change of the scene because after this part of declaring himself the scriptures say that Jesus and the team uh, brought them to the garden of Gethsemane and prayed alright and even the prayer the Lord spotted the disciples were not with him you know what happened there right they all fell asleep and the saying is so true the spirit is willing the spirit is willing the flesh is weak And sometimes we use it as excuses too and after that Jesus was put on a trial in a religious court about his informant or his religious leader and things like that you can read in Matthew 26 but then we come to the second part or the last part of this portion of scripture 69 to 75 and let me read to you you are not showing in the powerpoint so that uh, you listen or read on your own Matthew twenty six sixty nine onward. Now, Peter was sitting out in the courtyard. Meanwhile, Jesus was facing his trial inside. Peter was outside. A servant girl, according to the scripture, came to him. You were also with Jesus at Galilee. You see, this girl, a servant girl, want to confirm. But the scripture says, Peter denied before them all, I don't know what you are talking about. Then move on. Then he went out to the gateway where another servant girl saw him and said to the people, this fellow was with Jesus of Nazareth. Again he denied and we were oath. Alright. I never, I know, maybe, I swear. I don't know the man. Then verse 73, after a little while, while standing there up, Peter and say, I uh, don't standing there up and say to Peter, surely you are one of them. Your absence gives you away, away. Then he began to call down, like Peter now reacting very violently perhaps, and cursed according to the scripture, and swore to them, I don't know the man. Immediately the rooster crowed. Same thing happened that Jesus for, oh, for, sin. And then a bit, according to the scripture here, verse 25, Peter remembered the word of Jesus has spoken, before the roaster crowed, he would disown me three times. And he went outside, wept bitterly. Is it a sense of remorse now? He felt he had done something wrong. He was not up there yet. Early on, he thought he was there. But now, after his reaction to the statements that came to him, Peter realized, he was not there yet. So here we realize as you read this, what can he learn from here? You see the three things he did. First of all, he telling a lie. And then he made an oath. And finally, it was a cursing and swelling or denying the Master whom he thought He would even lay down his life for him. Now here are very clear incidents of our delegation to Jesus just like the way that Peter had done here that we would like to follow Jesus that way but sometimes we can be like Peter but we thank God the wonderful thing that God can work something beautiful in us that in spite of what we are doing God changes us God saves us so I have two thoughts to share with you this morning as a meditation a simple reflection First is never to live by fear. Second is to turn fear into faith. Never live by fear or to turn fear into faith. There you can see, at the beginning, Peter was strong, simply because he had Jesus with him. Very well associated with Jesus. And people can see Jesus and can see him. So he had no reason, no reason to deny Jesus so openly, and when the Lord says something, he so here I am with you all the time. Indeed, He was with Jesus all the time. But here the downfall of Peter. You look carefully in the Scripture, and this is where the lesson comes. He was outside now, standing alone, facing the community, meeting the slave girl or the servant girl, and the people outside. And they saw him and asked the question, Are you not the man with Jesus? And Jesus was not around. Nobody was around. So easy to testify say, Oh, I don't know Jesus. I have nothing to do with the man. Simply because Peter was trying to save his own face or skin. He thought of himself, He wanted to be in a safe He did not dare to, or dare not to reveal his identity. I believe the clutch of the matter, there was a fear of revealing something. How true, right folks? I have come a lot, come across a lot of folks sharing with us that perhaps you are the only Christian where you belong to. Either at home or in the workplace. Or in a school environment. No surprise, right folks? Christianity is not a very high percentage in the secular corporate world. It's a minority. So minor that our voices are so soft. Nobody can hear. And so Peter was there. He was a lone voice. How he expected, how he expected to face, how he expected to face the community. A hundred percent could be so hostile to him. So the fear of man creeped in. And Peter was tremble. He could not live up to the call of God. I pray you, folks, that you will have the faith to stand up for Jesus. And this is where our second point comes in. Our reminder in the application that we always, every time, to keep close to the Lord. You may be alone, working in a very hostile world, but remember, Jesus is in the heart. He is not far away from you. Would you say the word I mean? Yeah. He is not far away. Call on for Him, for, your, for the protection, for the love, for the word of wisdom, to speak to your environment, Seems so hostile to us. But never, never turn your back on Jesus and say, I'm not the one who did the church. You can't even say great for help in front of your friends. Watch yourself, folks. Fear may quickly be done, But as long as you and I always get close to the Lord, no matter where we are, folks, you will always say, I love you, Lord. I'm always with you. you no, know, I used to come across this kind of struggle that we can see among us that as much as we want to be close to Jesus indeed we want we pray we ask God for love for living but very often we do fear him for not living to what God has called us just a few examples here we try not to quarrel with our spouse because we are living so close with one another but yet it happens we try not to escape church sometimes it happens and we try to control our last of the flesh loss of the eyes but it happens we try to control our anger and our pride it happens and you know as you check the list most of the time we feel just like Peter He feels the Lord and here is a quotation I like to share with you from Raven Hill a visionary pastor who says, a worthy Christian will stop praying and a praying Christian will stop their worthiness I like that folks a worthy Christian will stop praying and a praying Christian will stop worthiness we need that focus we need the praying Christians among us question is are you praying or are you playing as a Christian are you praying for your kids or grandkids as much as you play with them are you praying for victory over sin or are you still mugging with the sin in your life you see victory in your life folks we need to therefore we need to constantly focus our eyes on Jesus never take it for granted folks never take the time that you and I have with Jesus to be for granted make every effort just like you want to watch a Korean movie or TV show Die Dai must watch Die Dai you must talk to Jesus I think that helps right And this is where we kind of move to the second point. Because when you see Jesus, you see hope. The hope in the sense, the second point will come to learn to turn fear into faith. To turn that fear into faith. And this is where Peter needs to learn. But I'd like to kind of make a cross reference to Luke chapter 22, verse 61 to 62. That this cross-reference is something mentioned here about Peter denying, But in the Gospel of you God, there is one line which says in verse 61, The Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. It was not mentioned in Matthew. Here Luke says, The Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. And Peter realized and remembered the word Jesus had spoken to him, that before the rooster crowed today, he will disown me three times. And he went out crying bitterly. The verse here say, Jesus looked at him. And the look was so significant Peter could remember what Jesus said. And the look was so significant that caused him to cry and feel sorry for what he had acted out openly to him. I want you to show you a picture, how a picture of the look <laughs> can help us. It helps a lot. I like this picture because whenever I get out from the shopping mall, <coughs> I look <love that> guy. <laughs> but thank God I pay for my goods. Just imagine. Yes. <laughs> I'm next to the guy <laughs> 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 that, that when you look at him and then when you really steal something oh, they try to impose on that <clears throat> then you realize it's a different matter right especially when you steal something from the shop and they look really a kind of scary look but if you are kind of honest and you know that you pay for the thing and you come up, that look has no say anything to you. God, they say, caught the teeth, there will be a crime to you. But you hear the scripture when I, I prepare it, it really wakes me up when I think of the, the Jesus look. Jesus looked at Peter. Of course, not that serious about him. But it will be a deep look into Peter's life and say, hey folks, you say something early on. Don't you remember? Don't you remember? You say, "Tay, also follow me." And perhaps, really, that was a wake-up call to Peter. And thank God, that call, that look, that restored Peter altogether. He went up. He cried, remorse. Unlike Judas Iscariot, the Bible says, after he knows or he knew that he betrayed Jesus by. So-called selling up Jesus, he went to commit suicide. Not Peter, because when you committed suicide, that's the end of the life. But Peter persisted on; he allowed the Holy Spirit to come into his life to change him, become a man of God truly. Therefore, in one reference here, Jesus already foresee what Peter can be in Luke chapter twenty-two, verse thirty-two. Luke. Chapter 22 verse 32 says, I have prayed for you, the Lord's Simon, that your faith will not fail, but you have turned back. You will turn back and strengthen your brothers. Your faith will not fail you, and you will turn back, and you will learn to strengthen your brothers. And how true? That really came upon when he became the first preacher of the Jesus In the Pentecost experience that he preached a sermon, 3,000 souls were saved in the books of Acts. And so here really a great reminder for our folks about the lesson on fear. The lesson for us is to overcome fear. Because whether you like it or not, we have so many fears to consider. The fear of man, the fear of darkness, even the fear of death and fear, fear to be alone. And the Lord reminded me, you may have a fear of losing your handphone. So frightening, right? To lose your handphone. But here we thank God that when the Lord comes to us, you will be a different man, different woman together. In Acts chapter 5, when Peter and the disciples continued the ministry, when they were facing the religious council, now, in Acts chapter 5, Especially in verse twenty nine, because they're trying to kind of put them on trial, just like Jesus. You know what Peter's response? together, let me read to you here. After he was passed by spirit, the religious trying to catch him and he'll say, I'd rather now fear God than human beings. What a change now. I rather fear God than the human being. Now, not because they were so arrogant so. not because they want to be heroes to challenge the religious authority but deep into their conviction they knew today the responsibility, the accountability the commitment and the love was only to God and God alone that's the stand that we should have folks so just to encourage you and many of us may go to life with some difficulties. We're meeting difficult people in situation. Sometimes we need to make hard decisions. Especially we pray for folks for asking for prayer about a medical condition. What kind of steps they should take. Go for surgery or not. We know it's a hard decision. Pray ask the Lord to give you the wisdom to make the decision to handle the issues alone and be of good sure that you are not alone Jesus is always by our side all you need to do is really look at Jesus and allow Jesus to look at you again and to encourage you let me quickly close with this wonderful story about our faith in God it's the life story of Fanny Crosby, a very known person in the Christian community. In case some of us may not familiar with her, just a little bit of her background, she was a blind person. As a blind person, she wrote almost 8,000 hymns and many more. Unfortunately, she was blinded, even at a young age. She was not born young, uh, born blind, <coughs> blind. But six weeks after her birth as a baby, her eye was infected and it was said that an unqualified person in place of a doctor came to kind of prescribe medicine for her. The medicine didn't help, even worse, caused her to have, uh, losing her eyesight permanently. As a result, she was finally at a very young age. And to add the sadness to the situation, the father died in the same year when she was still a baby. But she was brought up by the mother and the grandmother, especially your grandmother was a godly person, got her in the scripture, got her in the prayer, got her to trust God in life. She went through education and developed a gift that even though as a blind person, she has so much to contribute to the Christian community. Read her biography, folks. And some of the hymns that she had written so many years ago, you know what they are? Blessed Assurance. You know that hymn? Keep me near the cross. Pass me now, O gentle Saviour. Rescue the perishing. To God be the glory. I am dying, O Lord. And all the way my Saviour reached me. Books, these are familiar. We are singing by this blind person who has written it for us. In fact, uh, during one encounter by D.L. Moody, a very famous evangelist in her time, they were like contemporary together, Moody had a chance to ask her this question. They drew at the end of the line asking, Crosby, If you could have one wish granted, what would it be for you? And Budi will expect her to ask God maybe to restore her sight. She can see it again. (coughs) But it is said that she had this answer to Budi. Dear Budi. If I could have one wish, and I wish that I might continue blind the rest of my life. He would say that Moody was taken aback. How could you still want your ass that you can be blind the rest of your life? Then Christy herself responded by saying this, because after being blind for all these years, blind for all these years, she died eight of ninety plus, The only face or the first face I want to see is the face of Jesus. That was a wish although I am blinded so many years, the only face I want to see is the face of Jesus. So here I learned folks to share with you my reflection that after this year of suffering as a blind person, because we never, never blame God. For what she went through. But in fact, in every moment of her life, she worshipped God. She wrote songs, hymns of praise. Like, All the days of my life, she would say that, that passing me not for my Saviour, even they could not see the Lord. But deep in her heart, she sent Jesus was be heard. And it would be good that we can like her and learn from her. And today we have sight, but we hope we can see Jesus in the heart. As she saw Jesus in the heart. So it will be our kind of prayer with you this morning as you come for this meditation and prepare to come to the Lord's table. And this is exactly what we need to do. The communion is the time for us to make time to reflect what Jesus had done for us. And Peter had encountered Jesus in his life, he made a mistake, because he was alone, couldn't turn for other help. question to ask him, was you not with the man? No, 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 I was not with the man. But with a look by Jesus, with a great reminder by Jesus, Peter will say yes. I'm not willing to die for him. You know how tradition Peter dies? He was he will say that he preferred to die, he was crucified too, or by crucifixion. They let me, or let them hang me, upside down. That means his leg was facing up the sky. His conviction was, I'm not worthy to die like the way my master died. I only were to die upside down the cross, that was a man. How God changed him, how God spoke to him, how God kind of led him to the cross. Folks, as I say, as you now come to the Lord's table for communion, it has a lot of meaning to us. So I ask that you prepare your heart for communion and seek to kinda of redelegate your life, commitment that you can utter to the Lord. In whatever way that you can commit. And prayfully. Prayfully, we will not fail the Lord. We will be faithful to him till the end. So in conclusion, to say that man, like Peter or a lady, dear lady, like Fanny Crosby, that God is always with us, and He will do His finest work in our hearts, and that can happen to you, and happen to me. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we pray that the word that come to us this very hour of worship uh, truly will bring. Teaching to us, a reminder that where we are before you in love, that we will not take things for granted, especially our love and declaration to you. So we ask that you continue to speak to these loved ones in your own way, in the way they will walk with you and speak to you. That there will be this comforting word that You will never leave nor forsake us. We so thank You for Your love. Thank You for the commitment You place upon us. Jesus' precious name we pray.